Welcome to this week's episode of the Two Point Culture, where we will be diving into a lot of NBA news and trade requests, apparently, that I don't think we were expecting. But before we open up the floor, let's give it a little bit of a warm hand and a warm applause to my voice for being back. Return of the Zach, baby. It's Zach. You know who it is. My man Chase to my right. We're at the uh, Doug Pound over here. The frat house, man. The dugout. <laughs> the dugout. <laughs> we, we have a new nickname for that kid, too, when he's in a pool. It's uh, the Deluga Whale. Oh. <laughs> uh, Zach, Cor- how you been, man? I was going to ask you, Corona Poppy, how you been? <laughs> I'm, I'm living. I have the sombrero to my side here, so uh, I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm doing, I'm doing all right. How about you, man? How, how's your trip? All good. Uh, trip was good. Boston was fun. Weather was great. Beers were awesome. Nice. Anybody who has a chance, definitely I do suggest to check out the Boston area because there are some very good microbreweries around there. So no Heinekens, none of that commercialized garbage. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we all drink it. Don't, don't get it. You're going to kill us before we get a sponsorship, <laughs> man? Come on now. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by Carlsberg. <laughs> did you uh, stop by Fenway? I did. Did a little tour too. Nice. Unfortunately... The socks were not in town, but uh, yeah, it was kind of cool to actually go and visit such a historic place, learn some cool stuff about the ballpark, but you know what? We're not a baseball podcast. That's right. Y'all can sit to the side. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Zach, you, you have some questions for me. I know you've been itching to ask about, especially as we're discuss, discussing your Boston trip. So let's, let's get these out the way. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to lead us there. <laughs> I think you should take this one away. <laughs> I mean, what do you, you want me to say? Is the Warriors and Steph Curry was in God mode? Like, <laughs> speaking of Boston, <laughs> how are we feeling about those uh, Celtics? Uh, I, I know it didn't go the way you wanted it to go. They were but supposed to be done in six. They were. <laughs> they <laughs> was done in six. Done in six so. <laughs> um, I really. No, no. Let's pump the brakes here before okay. we get into this whole. Uh, bashing the Celtics, which as a Laker fan, I love to do. Let's let's back it up here, though. Uh, let's talk about the positives, and that is that the Boston Celtics are here. They are definitely going to be a force to be reckoned with in the Eastern Conference, and I would also like to add the NBA. Um, you're talking about a team that has a great core, very, very young. I think the inexperience did kind of play up here. When you talk about the Boston Celtics mm-hmm. in this position, also remember they have a rookie head coach. It was their first year with absolutely uh, Adoka, and yeah, it's natural. Like you know, Steph Curry's been there before. He knows how to turn on into the finals. Nobody in Boston has been in the finals till this point. So when you look at it, the experience definitely played a factor. Mm-hmm. Also, I we did see a lot of good. Offense and defense a little sloppy on the turnovers from Boston in those games, especially like yeah. 13 turnovers between Tatum, Brown, and Marcus Smart in one game. Yeah, uh, Those things are going to kill you, especially against teams that are like, oh, hey, we've done this, we've been here, and we've done this dance against LeBron. <laughs> for sure. Well, I like to make this argument, though, that for Tatum, unfortunately he got the, I guess, bulk of the negative comments towards yeah. him and, and a bit of the slander in the, in the playoffs, especially for the number of turnovers he had. For sure. However, I think they were just asking way too much from him each and every single game, and I think he just burnt out, which 
It's normal. It's normal, especially at that age. It's, it's normal. If you've never been there, like, you don't know what the workload is. You're Absolutely. 80, you're used to 82 games. For them, they're used to going to maybe the finals, the Eastern Conference finals. Now you're adding in an extra six games, and you're saying, yeah, you got to perform at that high level still. For sure. I mean, it's adaptation. Even Kobe was terrible his first fucking finals. So. Yeah. there's To be honest, there's a long list of guys that yep. had their struggles, too. You know what I mean? Like, it's not going to make or break you. Whether they're back there or not, I don't want to put that out there just yet but <laughs> but i do expect them to be at least contending for it for the eastern East. title what at least the next three to four years as for the foreseeable future it depends on the contracts that come along with jason tatum and Jalen brown specifically True. one and the pieces that they continue to add around them as we will get into as the celtics made a trade earlier but we'll save that for after yeah and plus also you know what other teams do as well right like we're seeing now the sixers seem to have established a core. Yeah, absolutely. The Nets, different story, da, but, da, 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 but we'll da. get there. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, you also have the Raptors. They're being kind of slept on here. They have a really yep. young team. Guys can kind of rotate and play any type of position on yep. that team, so that, that makes them dangerous. The Hawks, they also made a trade, so they're kind of positioning themselves to yep. be one of the better teams. I'm not saying they're going to be a contender, but... They definitely have a bright future. They should they should they look better than they did in their last appearance against the Heat. That's that should be the upside of this trade. And we didn't even talk about that team. There's another team, the Heat yeah. as well. However, like we said, you look. Let's take the contracts and the depth aside here. Let's let's just strictly focus on the team itself. I think the Celtics have arrived. Yeah, uh, it'll be it's it's a good time to be a Celtics fan. So, considering everything that happened, and I'm going to help us segue through. You know, that next part that we discussed. You know, since the the end of the big three. <laughs> yes. You know, watching that happen as a Celtics fan, that was a hard thing to see, mm-hmm. obviously, because you know mm-hmm. what that signifies. We're going into the reboot. But they fell back right in stride and right in gear very, very shortly. And they might have been one of the quickest teams I've ever seen to turn around from that position to position themselves to be here today. Yeah, it's funny because if you look at it, they were supposed to rebuild, and it ended up turning into more of a retool. Yeah. Which you don't usually see. Usually you see a lot of teams that say we're going to retool, and then that ends up leading to a rebuild. Right. Or just a retool on the fly, but it just doesn't pan out. Right. right. It doesn't work. You don't go to the finals. Actually, a lot of times you don't even sniff the Eastern or Western Conference finals. Right. This worked for them. Yeah. It's so funny we're talking about this because... The reason why this fast turnaround happened was because of another team that we are going to discuss a little <laughs> bit later <laughs> and their big three situation and how that's oh, unraveled. Look, look, so at, it's kind look, of funny look at everything come full circle. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> it's kind of funny how that came full circle. But let's switch, let's switch it up here. Let's talk about the Warriors because they are the champions. Yes. They are back. You've got to give them the flowers. Absolutely. Draymond says he's almost better than LeBron. He just needs one more title. Damn. So does he get if he gets one more? No, because you know what, man, fuck, <laughs> fuck Draymond, right? <laughs> no, no disrespect, but like you can't say that, man. I came very. You, you cl- get those. You get those rings because of Steph and Clay and um, <laughs> Dude, and, I, and Kevin. <laughs> I almost hit you up. I almost hit you up in, when I was in Boston. I was walking by one of those little stands, I guess you would say, where they sell all these like t-shirts with like slogans and yeah yeah and different you know designs or whatever on them 
and one just one was all green it says fuck you Draymond and I was like oh man should I get this for Chase then I saw the price and I said nah we're good I can make this for him for a lot cheaper I, I saw I always remember the picture of Rajon Rondo holding the fuck fuck you LeBron <laughs> shirt with a fan Oh, but, but um, Steph's back. <laughs> yeah, Steph looked great. That that man is something different. Wardell. <laughs> yes, but I will say this: the unsung hero of that playoff series was a Canadian guy. I know Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins came to play. Isn't that? I think he has one of the best redemption stories in the NBA. Dude, the guy was basically forced out of Cleveland for LeBron. Yeah. And also went and <laughs> ended up in Minnesota, <laughs> right? And, and then, then and then had to endure got called, that. <laughs> got, got called soft by Jimmy Butler. <laughs> endured that pain. <laughs> Basically, was outcasted by what Carl Carl Towns um, and Russell at the time, right? Yeah. And then goes to probably the best situation he could probably go to. Nobody expected this, and then... There was some rough points, though, in Golden State. There was a lot of talk, too, that they were maybe going to move him for a superstar. There was talks of maybe him being part of a deal that would send Bradley uh, Beal to Golden State. Jesus Christ, imagine that fucking uh, Yeah. There was also some talk, too, of, uh, you know, maybe they just wasn't a fit and that they were going to... Offload it. Offload him and then maybe grab two assets instead to to, uh, shore up the depth chart. But lo and behold, this guy stays with them, and his his defensive play was fantastic throughout yep. the series. Yep. He was able to guard one through five. Yep. Didn't matter who it was. I, you can even make an argument that it wasn't Tatum. It was actually Wiggins who shut down Tatum. <laughs> I think that was when Wiggins was on Tatum or Brown. I believe I saw something like it was like one for seven, one of the games where he was shooting. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can't. A lanky defender like that is just so tough to try to get by. And don't forget how athletic he is because that guy can still... Those, yes. bu- those bunnies are real too, right? So you're talking about somebody who's like, oh, it doesn't matter. Like, And I don't mean to say that on the offensive side of things, but mm. when you talk about defensively, somebody who can meet you at the top of your shot, that's a very difficult thing to get off. Yeah. I mean, from a speed point too, like he, his, he's got quick feet. Yeah. He's very good at picking off different players yeah. yeah yeah as well and then let's or pick and pop i should say yeah pick and pop sorry but let's talk about the offensive side he hit some huge threes yes for them. yes he shot very efficiently he looked like jordan Poole's son correct and also he was <laughs> <laughs> he was grabbing boards too yeah. i mean that was another th- that was another big moment for them too is he came to play on the board side where draymond either fouled out or mm-hmm. Just wasn't on the court himself. By the way, I know he had a tough series, but the last two games I found Draymond was locked in, loaded. Yeah, I thought he played outstanding, and to be honest, you can make a pretty good argument that he they kind of needed him to be what he was for them to win the the chip this year. I, I agree with you. I think he got tired of being looked at like he was Chris Paul. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, not, no, and again, no disrespect to Chris Paul because you could whoop my ass on a basketball court. I, I recognize that. But the truth is, he looked cr- like those first two games, like his mom tweeted out saying like, I don't know who this is. Where's my son? Like, <laughs> yeah, when your mom starts tweeting at you, that's bad. I had a feeling they were going to win though and that he was going to have a big game when I heard Izzo was in the crowd. 
Oh my god! I was like, oh boy, that's it. <laughs> when you bring the college coach in, like, you know he's about to put on. He's like, I'm going to show show up this one. I yeah. can't really, I can't really slack in front of him now because no. he'll whoop my ass and have me running laps like no time. He, no, he ain't bringing you back and talk to the kids. No, <laughs> no, that sponsorship is gone. Yeah. <laughs> that nil deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll take care of that too. <laughs> that <gone>. <laughs> <laughs> pay back those boosters. Oh man! Allegedly. 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 They took that one. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um, anybody else on the Warriors that we need to highlight? I mean, Clay obviously coming back. Yeah, great performance. Um, is, one, I think Kerr is the Thanos of NBA titles. All of a sudden, this guy's got like what eight rings or something. Like I think that? it's nine. So I think he has. That's ridiculous. I think he's got he's got four as a head coach. Yeah. And then five, five a player. player. Yeah, so he's, three, three of those with the Bulls, two of those with the Spurs. That's crazy. Yeah. 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 We, that's we a guy put that, some respect on his name. Absolutely. And that's a guy that it's so funny when he broke into the league, everybody kind of said, as a coach, I'm saying, mm-hmm. everybody's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, he's got pieces. He can't really coach. I mean, how much is, how much coaching is there when you have, you know, KDs and the Stephs of the world? It, you just throw them out there and let them, no, it no, matters. It's fine. We it, did we did it without KD twice. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, not and I mean like we did it without him before and we did it without him after. There were a couple of games too in the finals, um, where the first unit just wasn't gelling and he he made it a point to go to the to the secondary options and the secondary options were putting up points and instead of pulling them off and you know putting the steps of the pools in, he was like, No, we're this ride, is our, ride the hot hand. Ride the hot hand and I think it worked out for them. Pardon me. On top of the Warriors, real quickly though, going forward, do you see another potential title in their future? Because as far as I'm concerned, I think so. I'm I'm really close to picking them again. It just depends on what happens now from free agency as we see that they yeah. lost a lot of pieces. But they also lost a lot of pieces because I think they trust in their young guys like Kaminga and Wiseman and you know, like that that Like that. how crazy is it that Wiseman didn't even see the floor? I know. Like even Kaminga, to be honest, Kaminga Kuminga barely played and he was fantastic during the regular season. That, that I think... All right. Do you want a really early prediction for next year's NBA season? Go for it. I think Kaminga's going to win most improved player next year. That's a bold prediction. And I actually like where you're coming from on this. I didn't even think of that. Um, I mean... It's got to be Hammer Pool. They're definitely going to be one two for that. Yeah, they're going to be up there. Jordan Poole's ascension started in the playoffs, so the bounce back. I don't know exactly how that's going to look, but I really do think that the room for Kaminga to grow in that position, yeah. especially losing, yeah, right. especially losing. You know, they let Otto Porter walk. They let um, Peyton Junior. Yeah. Say Peyton the second. Excuse me. Peyton the yeah. second. Yeah. Then you have. Um, Oh, Toscano also yeah, Toscano left. left. So yeah, he's like, also late. So the floor is opening up. So they clearly trust these this young Shoot. squad to do what they have to do going forward. Mm-hmm. And they also were able to grab somebody, I believe, in the second round of, in the draft. As they, well, so. they did. I can't yeah. recall who that is, but we'll, yeah. we'll fall into that with you after. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think <laughs> Warrior fans have a bright future, which is so funny to say because if you had mentioned this to them, maybe what a year and a half ago, everybody was saying, "Well, Draymond was washed." Yeah. Scared of him. He's not worth the salary. Clay's always injured. We don't know if he, what he's going to look like when he comes back. You know, Steph can't win the big one. Let's doubt the guy who's only beaten every three-point record that he set and then said, you know what, 2017, 2018, yeah, I'll just let 419 of these birds fly yeah, on you. That's like. ridiculous. Yeah. 
Uh, so hats off to the Warriors. Congrats, Warriors fans. Enjoy this because the Lakers are coming next year. Anyway. <laughs> Warriors fans, I, I hate y'all, but I love y'all. And congratulations. That's, that's all I can say to you. All right. Let's segue here. You touched upon it, and I want to bring this up. Let's talk about the big three. And I'm not talking about any big three. I'm just talking about the current status of big threes in this league. And how they perform. And how, Not only just how they perform. Let's talk about acquiring them now. Okay. Getting them. When you talk about your Boston days. Yes. When you guys got both Allen and Garnett. Garnett. It was around, I think it was like, what, days apart too? Like you guys yeah, were, it was really, really like quick. So correct. Yeah. You guys made the trade for Garnett, I believe, first. First, and then, yeah. yeah you and guys then Alan followed in suit. Like when you got all three of those guys and they've est- they established a quote-unquote super team, the, the big three. Because mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned, that's probably one of the big threes that people really don't necessarily consider a big three, which is really funny. It's kind of funny I, I know. How, how that happens. It's because when you look at the status of like what LeBron was and you brought in Chris Bosh and right. Wade like to get, or sorry, when Dwayne Wade got yeah. Chris Bosh and LeBron to Miami, that's when they're like, oh my God, the big three, that's where it starts. But like, no, this has been happening for a while and there's things that are overlooked. So it's funny that you said those three. Do you see the parallel between the two? Elaborate. For me, the parallel is there was actually somebody who was there from the get-go that instills okay. in the organization. He know, he's been there you yeah. know, through the trials and tribulations up into you know, the highs and lows. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, he's basically a part of that foundation and that culture. Right. That was Paul Pierce. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I agree with you there. And in Miami... Dwayne Wade. That was Dwayne Wade. Durant, Harden, Kyrie... I see what you're doing here. All three of them. Brand new. part of that big three, all brand new. Brand new. Couldn't do it. Complete different organization. So for the listeners, what we're talking about right here is Kyrie and Durant's situation has changed the landscape of the NBA offseason. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I got a funny story for you about Kyrie, but I'll let you make your point first. So initially what happened is Kyrie wants a long-term max deal from the Brooklyn Nets. Right. Brooklyn doesn't want to give it to him for X number of reasons, but mainly the biggest one is they just do not trust him. They, they do okay, not need... But, but, but now I have to give you the story because okay, we're here. Go. So, apparently, allegedly there's irreparable damage done between the relationship of Kyrie Irving and Steve Nash. Yes. And where this started from was apparently Steve Nash had... A barbecue. Okay. A team barbecue and brought everybody over. And Kyrie was like, yo, show me where Kobe's MVPs are. Oh, <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. You got at least one of them. Show me where those MVPs are. As a Canadian, I cannot. I cannot. <laughs> oh, this is a tough one. You put me in a rock and a hard place. Kobe's my man, but at the same time, too, I got, I got you. Uh, I gotta stand up for my Canadian, yeah. I gotta stand up for Steve. Uh. <laughs> All right, allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> <We're>... <laughs> but back to this. So the Nets have said, you know, enough's enough. We don't feel that you can do. We're not going to give you the supermax. We'll give you another deal or whatever. I don't know what was discussed. 
apparently didn't go so well, went back and forth. KD had some discussions with Kyrie about this. The results were Kyrie ended up just opting into his current deal right. and making $36 million right. for one year. Now, apparently that didn't sit well with KD, with the whole situation. And KD has basically now requested a trade away from Brooklyn. Right. Which leads me to believe that Kyrie is going to be following suit. Yes. So in a span of three years... From Three 20, years to the day yesterday. It was. From 29, uh, it was 2019, yep. June 30th. Yep. That's when Kyrie and KD both linked up. Three years later, they're both basically, it's probably the last time they'll ever be a Brooklyn Net. Yeah. There is a rumor saying that they still want to play together, though. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll dive we'll, into we'll that We'll after. get to that after. Yeah. So essentially, that this whole Brooklyn Big Three run... You could probably say that's probably been what the biggest flop, biggest failure of NBA. I'm talking about big like threes, team, team big building threes. history. Yeah, yeah, that's easily up there. I mean, you can argue that with what the big, let's call it the big four in LA when it was Poe. Oh yeah. Um, Poe, uh, Kobe, Steve, Steve, and Dwight. Yeah, agreed. You can also that, even see, like, backtrack that a little bit more but in, even, in LA even with, Carl, with Malone, right? Yeah, when, of course. When you had the Malone Payton era too, that's true too. It's really at, it's kind of ironic to watch how LA has been the one that flopped in this <laughs> in this scenario, and like it had to go to Brooklyn next. But, yeah, <laughs> but well, major uh, market teams that are under a lot of pressure and need to perform, right? Absolutely, and knowing how much Brooklyn, like what Brooklyn started from. It's just it's a little funny to watch it come full circle. Even the fact that like yeah. Ben Simmons posted that that picture yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> but like maybe the Ben Simmons post era might be the biggest flop. <laughs> so basically what Chase is trying to say those things is that Ben Simmons is too fault for this. Yes, yes. We put I the blame love on how ben this Simmons. is gonna this is gonna go so well with his mental health. <laughs> <laughs> Prayers for Ben Simmons and his mental health. Absolutely. And his back because yeah. he can't carry a team. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Don't tell the Nets that. <laughs> oh, they're going to learn. <laughs> they learned. They're, they're, they're going to learn. <laughs> Just watch. So let's, we've been dancing around it, but let's, let's get back to it. Yeah. The big three, the big conversation. So you have three superstars who had nothing to do with the organization prior to joining them. Right. They don't know the organization. They don't know the culture. They don't really know what it means to be a Brooklyn Net. Fair. They get here. It doesn't work. Do you feel that they just took like the easy way out? Do you feel? Do you feel that instead of sitting down, all three of them, and working through it, egos? I don't know if it was egos or just the fit wasn't right. Like, do you think? I don't know how to classify this because, like. Like, remember when, when Brooklyn had Kyrie, KD, and Harden out there originally, they were 13-3. and three. Oh, yeah. But the sad part about it is from getting James Harden, they only played 16 games together. Yeah. Like... And you can even make an argument that Harden wasn't even healthy at the time when they were playing together, too. That remember part, he was limping around. That part, and the yeah. hamstring. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't know... I don't know how to ingratiate this properly because I understand um, 
Kyrie's, Kyrie's from yeah. New Jersey, I believe. So like yes. he should understand the New York culture a little bit more. Uh, Kevin Durant's not far, far from around the way of being from um, Maryland. Mm-hmm. But you're right. They're not actual members of those organizations. Mm-hmm. They didn't establish themselves as members of that organization when coming into the league. I think the thing that really, really hurts them was... And this was said like even before mm-hmm. James Harden got there. James Harden doesn't want to be in the cold. <laughs> no. Dude, no, James Harden wants to be where it's hot in the strippers. Man. I was going to say. That's, that's where he wants to be. Let's man. be honest. Like, Brooklyn strippers, you know, no, you're doing no your shade, thing. No shade. You're no do, shade. You're doing your thing. <laughs> be careful now. <laughs> but. <laughs> be careful but, now. It ain't Houston. Them, them things over there, though. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't Houston. Mind you, you know, Philly is similar weather. Yeah, I agree. Let's but see how that plays out, though. That, he declined an option, too. <laughs> They're working on something long term. At, at least that's what it sounds like. He's actually going to take a little bit less money than what um, he was supposed to get if he opted. Opt Fair in. enough. But <laughs> but later on in that deal, he'll be making more money than yeah. you know what he was supposed to. So it's a little bit of a give or take. Plus, he wanted PJ Tucker to join him. So well, PJ's over there now. Yeah. So let's go with. So let's go back to what we we're saying. Yes. Paul George. I oh, sorry, Paul George. Definitely not Paul George. Well, there's a big three over there now too, so but we'll we'll save that one. Yeah, Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce. When Garnett and Allen came to the organization, he was able to show them what it meant to be a Celtic. He's, I mean, he was there for years, right? right. He went through some real tough times too as mm-hmm. a Celtic. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, he was able to show them, like, look, this is how we're going to run the team. This is how I operate. Kind of. I don't think he was saying, like, follow me, but, like, I'm here if you need me to show you the way. Yeah, exactly. I just don't think they had that. Let, let me help you embrace the culture. Correct. There was no leadership. Yeah, That's exactly. kind of, like, how I broke down. And I felt like that's sort of how the Nets... That's what happened with the Nets. And now, even Miami, right? Like, yeah, LeBron was a, the better player, but, like, it was, it was still Wade, Dwayne it was Wade, Wade's it was Wade, team. It was Wade County. Yeah, it's Dwayne Wade's team. Yeah. You know, Wade showed him, like... Yeah, Everything runs through Pat Rat. Yeah, of course. You know, then it's Spolstra, then yeah. it's me. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, there's, there's one. There's one other player you could throw in yeah, there. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like the, the person who showed Wade how to be a member of. True. Yeah. So you know, there's a bit of. I wouldn't say there's a. I think it's just structure. There was just yeah. a proper structure in this organization from a leadership standpoint, and I just don't think that they had that in in Brooklyn. You, you know, we're talking about. Getting rid of Kenny Atkinson, who yeah. a lot of people said was hell, is, I mean, I do believe so. He's one hell of a coach, mm-hmm. and they basically just didn't want him. They just didn't want him there because instead of playing their friend DeAndre Jordan, he was playing um, Allen. Yeah. Right. At this stage in their career, Allen is ten, ten times a better player. player. <laughs> Let's be honest. You know. You know what really hurt? Well, two of the things that I think really hurt them. One, I don't think they should have ever gotten rid of Karis Levert. I understand why. Agreed. I, I don't think they should have ever let him walk. So the second part of what I was going to say is this. It's, you know, when Kevin Durant and Kyrie got there, everybody caught the feeling that they were going to run the organization. Mm-hmm. Like they were just going to come in and take charge. And yep. I think that that's also what hurt them because they didn't have, like they could have leaned on Jared Allen a little bit more to be embraced as a Brooklyn net because Jared Allen knew what it was to be a Brooklyn net. Mm-hmm. Um. Karis LeVert was another name. I think that they tried to rush a process. The idea was cool. 
you know, and Brooklyn in the black uniforms or fire. Having Hove close by is always a plus. Yes. But they basically came in and said, no, we're in charge. And again, to your point, they didn't actually embrace being a net. They were kind of like, we're our presence. We're, you guys accept us. And this goes back to what I remember when they signed. There was this like feeling of, you know, it's not the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. It's the KD Kyrie like show, right? Yeah. Like it's they were bigger than the brand. They're yeah. bigger than yes. The, yes. bigger than the uh, the logo on on the front of their jersey. jersey. Now I'm not saying that that's how they walked around, but that's how it was perceived yeah. and been presented basically. So. With all this being said, where do you think Kyrie and KD go? Okay. I, I like the point that you made yesterday that really caught me off guard, which was Kyrie and Dallas would be... Right? I think it would be perfect because Luka is the one who could distribute mm-hmm. the ball and Kyrie is a scoring, a scoring guard more than a, than a passing guard. Yeah. And... I, I actually really think that complement each other well. I don't know how you'd get along with Jason Kidd, but <laughs> that's that's a whole different fight. But yeah, I think Dallas would make sense. I just don't know what you would have to actually give up to get Kyrie Irving in Dallas. I mean, they're going to need a point guard since Jalen Brunson's out. Yeah, that's and it. as for Kevin, man, KD, I don't, I, I can't call this man. There's, there's, there we. <laughs> There was a speculation of the Suns, but the Brooklyn Nets don't want to trade him there unless they can get Devin Booker. Mm-hmm. There's, I'd love to see him on the Raptors. I do too. I would that's where to, I, I, I want to see him on the Raptors. So when I'm when I'm let's talk. Okay, we'll go to Kyrie first, and then we'll touch upon Durant and the, the potential scenarios and packages that we can maybe think of. So for Kyrie, I think there's two options. I think it's either the Mavericks or the Lakers. Right. I would have said the Clippers, but now that they got John Wall, spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, great signing for them after he was bought out by the Rockets. Yes. Um, I almost said the Wizards. <laughs> sorry? I almost said the Wizards. <laughs> yeah, too, that's why I was like, wait a minute. It's funny because when I think of John Wall, I still don't see him in a Rockets uniform. It's I know. still a Wizard. I right? know. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was going to be one of those three. And now I'm obviously leaning towards the Lakers, not because of anything. I think personally he would be a better fit with the Mavericks. But Mm -hmm. back to what we were saying with this whole big three notion and that, well, LeBron, you know, outsider, AD, outsider, Westbrook, outsider. Mm -hmm. Now let's move Westbrook to, I mean, allegedly the deal would have been Westbrook and two firsts for Kyrie. Kyrie. Uh, plus, I guess maybe add-ons, players, whatever. But those would be like the basis of the deal. Mm-hmm. But then now you have three back. To, you're back to three outsiders. Yeah. I just don't. I don't know how if that would work. However, you could make an argument that Kyrie's best years are with LeBron. You can make that argument, yeah, for sure, really easily too. He probably played maybe fundamentally the best basketball. Yeah. I'm talking about decision making. The way he, I don't intellectual level. Yeah. He's thought the game, I think, a little bit higher speed than he he probably did in Boston, and I would say at times too, even with KD. Yes. But like, 
the Mavericks, like you said, just makes such it, sense. It would be like, so, so great to would, watch them together. Yes, and, and I also feel like it would definitely help Luka out in terms of his development. Of course. I think the confidence level, too, of just being able to, like, hey, I can go into this game and I don't need to take all the shots in the world to win. I've got a guy now who can make those shots and I can actually trust him. And I can even focus a little bit more on the other stuff, right? Maybe the defensive side of the ball, maybe on the... Glass. Glass, or, or even, you know, to a certain extent... Just being a floor general and just yeah. you know mapping everything out and just letting Kyrie be Kyrie. Yeah, and on top of that, you get the aspect of Luca, who now knows and brought into the Mavericks, who knows what it is to be a Maverick. Mm-hmm. You know, there you go. Got trained by Dirk, so yeah. What 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 a what better way? What a what better position could you be in than that? Because mm-hmm. as you highlighted, yes, Bron is a Laker, but again, traded in. We're going to exactly. keep adding to the same issue that we're going to fucking go right exactly. back into. Like, exactly. But yeah, no, I, I, I think the Mavs are like the sexy pick. The other thing too is I'm, start, I'm starting to doubt this whole big three idea because I find that contracts are just way too high. But if you max salary three players, you can't build. There's no, there, you're basically relying on vet minimums. You're relying on older talent. Does this sound familiar? <laughs> just, just, just a little, eh? just, close a little. To, just a little close to home there. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Look at the teams that have made it in the last, let's say the last three, four years. Like the Bucks. The Bucks. Like that's a team depth wise, super deep. Yeah. I know Giannis took over and I, I know he's going to get all the praise, but they had some fundamentally yeah. fundamental great pieces. You have holidays, you have um, you had Holiday, you had Portis, Middleton. Middleton. Like those are fundamentally great pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lopez too. Yeah. Who did they play? They played the Suns. Well, the Suns had your big two, but after that, that's just organizational depth. You know, it was, it Crowder. Was, yeah. Yeah, well, Crowder, Bridges, you name it, right? Yeah, of course. From Phoenix. JaVale. Yeah, McGee. By the way, McGee's in Dallas. Yeah, I know. So. I know. <laughs> I know. I saw, a guy, I, saw, I saw. That's a guy that I'm like, hmm, he's a rule player, understands the situation. Him, maybe he's crossed, has he crossed paths with Kyrie before? I'm not sure. Off the top of my head. I want to say Cleveland, but I could be wrong. That's it, me too. I'm not too sure. But it doesn't matter. It's a guy who has... Respectable player in the league that definitely right. at one point in time has crossed paths with Kyrie, whether right. it's on a team or you know through guys. Um, you're talking about a guy who does command a lot of respect in the league, and right. I think Kyrie would probably like to play with him too. For at sure. One point in time. But back to back to what I was saying, you know, the Raptors, just depth and young team. Like I don't think the Let's grab a big three and hope it mixes. Works. Yeah, I don't know if it works. I don't. I actually don't know if it works. Anymore. I don't. I don't think so, man. I think we've seen oh, that. Your team. Time. Oh yeah, perfect example. Look at the Celtics. Ho- homegrown, Tatum, Brown, even even this year's champions and the years that they've won, the Warriors. And I always think of this Warriors team, and I know Steve Kerr is a great coach because he's mm-hmm. done what he's had to do to um, be to be. Victorious back to back to back to back to mm-hmm. back, or not victorious at least be in the finals. And I always go back and think, how angry do you think Mark Jackson is at Steve Kirk? Because he's like, I, I built this, yeah. I did this. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, he probably is. And the fact that he hasn't really gotten another chance after right. he did what he did is is even more mind boggling. Like I wanted him to be the Lakers coach, right? But I'm also not 
disappointed that we got Ham, right? Like Ham's a great, or at least on on paper, he seems like a, a great fit and a and a guy that his style of play is going to transition well mm-hmm. for the Lakers. But nevertheless, I still think Jackson should, deserves to get a chance somewhere else for sure. Time will tell. Funny, funny you mentioned the Warriors, and then there was the whole big, we were talking about the big three and everything like that. Like, there's another team that Steph, Clay were there. Yeah. Katie comes over, and they're just like, "Hey, this is how it works." And Katie bought into that. Yep, of course. And they were like, "Hey, listen, we have mm-hmm. the best scorers on the planet. There's, it doesn't matter what the points are one night. Yeah, you can be up or you can be down, but we just know if your shoot your shot is off tonight, yeah. we got somebody else that can exactly. pick it up and take it over for you. Yeah, and I think Katie personally is a Team play like he's, I, I he's agree. he has mentioned it before. He's like, hey man, sometimes I'm coming out, I'm starting to shoot, and he's like, I'm hot. But if he's like, I noticed that Clay is, yeah, or on even one. Steph, he's on one right now. He's like, I'm not gonna. He's like, I'm gonna give him the ball. I know that I'm gonna get my shots eventually yeah. in another game. I just don't know if I don't know if Kyrie's like that. So it's funny too because even Draymond. Like, you know how people kill Draymond and be like, oh, why aren't you shooting the three? Why aren't you shooting the three? He's like, I got Steph Curry and Clay Thompson next to me. Why would I shoot the three? Why, <laughs> exactly. why, why do I have to? I, he's no. like, I have the greatest shooters that I've ever seen next to me. For sure. And now he's got pool. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that part. That part. So then let's get back to Durant. Realistically, like, what are some of the places that you could see him going? Well, if I'm... Now, I know he wants to go to Miami and he wants to, or he wants to go to Phoenix. But personally, I mean, we've had side discussions of this. I think there's other options. I, you mentioned one. I think the Raptors would be a great, great, would be fit. A great fit. The Pelicans. Yeah. I mean, oh wow! I didn't even think of them. Yeah, I mean, they have Ingram. You can. You'd have to. It'd be a package. I, I would imagine that would surround Ingram. Yeah. Probably Ingram, Valanciunas, a first, and maybe I don't know, maybe Devontae Graham. Or something and like then that. you get C.J. McCollum, Kevin Durant, and Zion Williamson together. Yeah. Sheesh. Boom, like that. Maybe Zion's part of that package, right? Um, I think that's a little bit tough now considering the super deal he got. Well, a salary in, a salary out, right? Fair, fair. That's, fair. that's the way fair. I would look at it. Fair. Um, then for Zion, you're talking about a guy who goes to New York where he wanted to go mm-hmm. initially, just yep. maybe not the Knicks. Yep. <laughs> we saw that. We all remember draft night. We all remember that <laughs> conversation of, oh, how did you feel about the first time you played in the garden? That smile that came across his face. He's like, this, this is where I should be. Yeah, for sure. And I think he was also a little pissed off that RJ went there. <laughs> Another team, Celtics. I think the Celtics can make it work. They'd have to probably give up Jalen Brown, but you know, if they really feel that Katie can get them over the hump, that's something I would maybe consider too. So... We discussed this a little bit off mic, but I, I ultimately agree with you because... I think the depth of what you would have to give up to get Kevin Durant, considering the fact that they were just there too, is one of the things that would hurt them the most. I understand it's Kevin Durant. You basically have to move mountains to get him. Yeah. But. It's KD plus four years. See, that's yeah. that's, that's where it gets tough, right? Yeah. And at 34, 35 years old. What if, what if he just says, yo, I'm done? Or even after one year, he's like, no, I'm good. Here. Yeah. Yeah, trade. <laughs> trade me, please. Yeah. <laughs> Again, you're like. And then you get into the hassle of, well, who's going to take him and how tired does, how quick does he get tired of the organization? For sure. Uh, now, sorry to interrupt your thought there, process, no, but what no were you saying about the Celtics? Yeah, I, I didn't, I don't think that the amount of depth, considering where they've just gone, mm-hmm. 
is the right way to approach it. Uh, I know, I, but then again, I wouldn't be surprised that Brad Stevens trying to fucking do whatever he can yeah. to better holster his team. And if he feels that the Durant upgrade over Jalen Brown, who's probably going to go into his ascension next year, which. Yeah. The scary thing about Jalen Brown though, is he has mentioned before that he would maybe potentially test free agency. I don't blame him though either because of especially with how the Boston market was the, like the fans mm-hmm. like it's really funny how I'm a fan of like the two teams like with the worst franchise <laughs> fans ever the the Eagles and the Celtics but like yeah no I don't blame Jalen Brown for wanting to be like hey I'm I'm my one out why why like after what I've done for you guys especially this year why is that like why am I still being criticized the way I'm being criticized because the whole team failed as a unit for sure and Jalen he showed up in the playoffs. He did. I mean, let's not, you know, sidestep this. That, he that was Buck one series the, was a little bit lopsided until Jalen Brown said enough. Exactly. And when he did say enough, it it, it came in spurts, right? Yeah. Like it was just like, oh, let me just drop 17 in this quarter. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> light night. Dawn. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, that you, Giannis? No problem. Oh, that you, Jimmy? No problem. Like, what do, what do, you, what do you want from him, man? He's yeah. done everything he can in his power to make sure that, you know, I'm going to be... I'm going to pick up when Tatum doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I think the Celtics would be a good move. I, honestly, I think you guys do have the depth that... Because here's the thing. If you're getting Kevin Durant, you're not just getting Kevin Durant. You need to make sure that you have the pieces around him without giving up too much that you can make a solid run the following year. How many first-round swaps do you think are going to happen in the Kevin Durant trade? I think you're looking at four... I'm going to say there's going to be about three to four first-round picks. Okay. Like moved. I would say out of those three to four, you're probably looking at two to three, okay. depending on what your package, what else they're getting back. The problem is I don't – there's another issue. We can throw out all these hyper, hypothetical situations, but I don't know what Brooklyn wants to do. Are they pulling the – we're rebuilding now, and we know we lost all these picks, but it's a write-off, and we're just going to try to accumulate – I don't know. Maybe they're going to accumulate other picks and then try to move down – in a draft like lower on yeah. or are they saying screw this we know we lost our picks we got to win now and we got we need established talent right away because this changes everything because then this goes if you're gonna win later on then a guy like scotty barnes at 22 uh, mm-hmm. 22 years old he makes sense evan mobley from from the Cavs, that makes sense yeah. nobody's talking about the Cavs, but technically the Cavs would have a decent amount Kevin of... Kevin Durant and Darius Garland would be crazy. Right? Crazy. <laughs> right? It would be crazy. And then you'd still have Karis there. Oh, no. Karis is in... Uh, I think Indiana? Mm, I'm not sure. I'll fact check that one. Yeah. That one I'm not sure. But you have Allen. Yeah. Too. Which is funny, right? Because he wanted him out. Now he's he'd go back and play with him. And now, and now you'd get him to... Oh, no. Yeah, he's on the castle. Karis. Yeah. So now you get Karis LeVert, who baby Kevin Durant was his nickname when he was in Brooklyn. Yeah. You had Karis LeVert, you'd have Kevin Durant, and then you'd have Darius Garland. like And a huge rim protector in Jared Allen. For sure. Yeah, it could be Cleveland. Yeah. And then you get the bittersweet victory of like, oh, it's my town now, Braun. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the other thing too. It's like, do you want to... Okay, if you're, if you're KD, do you want to go to Cleveland? Do you want to go to Miami? You're going to be known as the guy who did it after LeBron. Ah, I see. Ah, I see what you're doing. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. That's another thing too. I don't think he sees it like that. I think he sees it as like if I can potential win potential opportunity. Win yeah, yeah. What if he goes back to Golden State? <laughs> Funny you say that. There's another team. 
They actually have the pieces to do it. I just don't think, I think in his mind, them winning, I think that little bit of a fire in his belly and I, I don't see him wanting, wanting to go that. back there. Imagine I left, you guys won and I came back, back. And we won again. <laughs> I don't know. I, that's, it's, that's a funny look, you're right. Memphis? Ooh, him and Jaw. They got Jer- some good Jer- young talent. And got- Desmond Bain. So I would I would say it's probably Jackson Bain that would have to go the other way. Okay, yeah. I could, but I could see that. Now, if you're Brooklyn, Jackson's going to miss six six months. Mm-hmm. Are you comfortable with a guy coming off of a major uh, surgery on his foot? Are you comfortable taking a player like that? I don't know. Person- personally not. No. Uh, why would I put myself in position, no. especially for that long? And if I'm mm-hmm. trying to, every team tries to win every year till mm-hmm. everybody knows, oh, you're not doing this this year, so you're just going to go for the lottery pick now. There's one team, though, I will say, that if they really want to make things interesting, they could. I don't think they will, just because I see kind of where they're going. They're building towards the future. But a return to OKC. <laughs> they have the picks. They have literally half the team, half the league's picks. <laughs> do they have like 17 first round picks? They, yeah, they do. Still, still. Even but after this year. I'm just saying, that's a team though that in theory, they've got good young talent. If KD says, you know, I things, I don't know, things didn't go the way I want, they went in OKC, he wants to go back there. and he, I, I don't know what his relationship home, home. with Sam Presti is, but yeah. That could be something too that could be considered. And the crazy part about this is Kyrie could play that one year. Yeah. And then join him the following year. Because they have cap space. You wanna you wanna laugh really quick? Do you see Pablo Banchero's story? I did see Pablo Banchero. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, he Richard needs to, Jefferson's he needs to relax. <laughs> yeah, Richard Jefferson said the best. He's like, the guy hasn't even been here and he's already gonna get fined for tampering. <laughs> hasn't even played a game. <laughs> Yeah, uh, for those of you who don't know, Pablo Banchero was pitching for Kevin Durant to go to the Orlando Magic. And Pablo Banchero went first overall in the NBA draft this to year. the Orlando Magic this Last year. week. Yeah. <laughs> Last week. Literally yeah. a week ago. <laughs> uh, speaking of the draft, let's go quickly on that one. Yeah, Banchero went first. Second was Chet Holmgren to the OKC Thunder. Yep. And third was... Jamari. Jabari Smith yeah. from Junior from Auburn. He went to the Rockets. Also, you have the two Canadians that went... Six and seven. Six and seven, which, to be honest, is a huge win for Canada basketball. Yeah. Um, that's uh, Ben... Du- du- double down for us over Montreal. Yeah, exactly. Ben Matherin. Yeah. And also uh, Shaden Sharp. Yeah. From Oakville. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What else we got on this? Anything else you want to talk about for KD or Kyrie? Last thoughts before we move on? No, I think we're good on that topic. I think we've covered all we can from there. We just have to wait and see, like, the Mike Jackson meme with the popcorn. (laughs) Free agent time. A lot of money got thrown around yesterday. (laughs) A lot of people made... You know, know, I'm going to be honest. You know why I hate free agency? Because I feel like I'm pocket watching. (laughs) I do agree. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm going to definitely piggyback onto you because it's free agency in the NBA is a lot different than the NFL. Agreed. When we get through the first 24 hours and $1.5 billion has been spent already, <laughs> like, I, I don't know how That's to... more than a franchise. Dude, man. Like, what? they could have bought... They could have damn near made a pitch to the Denver Broncos, those players, man. 
hey Peyton, come join us. Yeah, exactly. Omaha. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. New York Knicks. Let's start with the big one. Oh my god. <laughs> Jalen Brunson really worth that much money to you? Not without fucking Luca, he ain't. <laughs> <laughs> or any superstar to begin with. Like, uh, they literally moved Helen Hot Water to get Jalen $110 <laughs> yep. million yep. over four years. Do you want to hear something even more scary? Go ahead. Please, enlighten me. Julius Randle makes more than $20 million. Yeah. Evan Fournier makes more than $20 million. Yep. Brunson makes more than $20 million. Yep. R.J. Barrett's contract's coming up. He's going to make more than $20 million. Do you think R.J. Barrett actually stays with the Knicks? I don't know now. Honestly, after this deal, at first, I, if you would have told me a year ago, or not even, even six months ago, I would have mm-hmm. said yes. No, no chance he moves. I think they're going to try to build around him. Mm-hmm. Now, after what they just did, I don't know. I just named you four players that are going to make $20 mil- That's $80 million. Yeah. Can you say on paper that those players can win you a championship at those salaries? No. I think those guys are all great assets and pieces that you would surround your talent with, but I would never pay four guys like that $20 million to be on a team. And then you add to the fact that they just extended Mitchell Robertson by with 60 mil on his. So That's another 20? Is that another 20 a year? Yep. Oh, so now we're at $100 million for those five players. Obi Toppin got to be furious. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I didn't even think about that. I know. Obi's going to... Yeah, he's going to be due for one soon, yep. too. Yeah, dude, Knicks are in trouble. The cap-wise, that team, by the way... You guys play for Spike Lee because he don't need it. <laughs> Spike won't love to change teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you watch Spike during the draft? Yes, I did. <laughs> he's like, yo, like... He, can, he dapping up everyone. He's like, else. yo, can, can, we, can we get him, though? Can we tra- <laughs> No, we, we drafted him. No, but can we get him? <laughs> him. <laughs> can you guys make a call and get him? <laughs> to do something. <laughs> Tired of losing. Um, but yeah, those five players, like, as far as I'm concerned, that's a, what, a 43-44 win team? Yeah. That ain't enough to get you to the, to the promise nope, line. can't do the dance with that. I think the Knicks are in trouble. And what did we say last year? After they, remember they had that run? I said, don't, I said, spend wisely. Keep your money and only spend if a superstar presents itself. They are spending what? like they hit a lot of max. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Those balls came in and yeah. they said, oh, fucking Russian, we're rushing in. Go, yeah. go get me Brunson. I don't think Jalen Brunson is worth it. I, I love him as a player. The cool thing about, I mean, him going back home is also a cool little story. Yeah. Then. But uh, as far as I'm concerned, but that's so much money. Okay, hold on. Let, let's play devil's advocate here. So he had a great year. Mm-hmm. You're right, he gets to go back home. In the hierarchy of things, though, and considering what we see the Supermax being, is it really that much money if the NBA for the NBA? I understand. True. Cap just went up too. Yeah. Yep. Uh, four years for 110 when we're looking at things like um, uh, Cat, like Carl Anthony Towns, 225 upgrade for five years. You're getting John Morant, 193 for five years. Yeah, 215. 215 for Levine. Yeah. Uh, two thirty for Zion, who played half a season. Like, yeah, exactly. Like in in the retrospect of things, I don't know if it's that bad of a deal, mm-hmm. but I also don't know if Jalen Brunson's the answer 
for the Knicks, and I think they have a lot more depth to do. Yeah. I understand that. Understand draft night for them was all about clearing space to get it done. But yeah, in the retrospect of things, I don't really think that 110 now today is worth as it was when it was like when we started to first see those deals, like the 150s mm-hmm. and shit like that. I will. Uh, yes, I do agree with you on that, but I will say that I also think that the moving back in terms of like getting more picks. Yeah. I also think that position themselves that if a big superstar does present himself and wants to get out, they do now actually have the capital and they have the players where salary, when you have to do salary and salary out, you don't have to add, you know, one, two, three, four players. It's going to be two players. That's your salary. Right? I'm surprised I didn't take a run at Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Well, that one, I'm, I don't know what's going to happen there. Honestly, at first, I, I can tell you this. Go going into this off season, I thought both of them might maybe out. You know, both yeah, yeah. Gobert and him. And then as the off season started to roll, uh, sorry, I shouldn't even say the off season it was more during the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And then as the playoffs started to come to an end, it felt like with the new coach being hired that it was Donovan's team. Donovan's going to do things his way, yeah. and that Gobert was out. Yeah. I don't know about you, but now I get the sort of feeling that. Maybe Donovan to out oh, yeah. Gobert is staying. <laughs> um, I really thought Gobert was going to end up being a Dallas Maverick. I'm not going to lie. Me too. I th- well, I, if not a Maverick, I, I said probably a, a Portland Trailblazer. Wasn't it you who said a Raptor too, possibly? I said a Raptor potentially, yeah. yeah. There's, there's some interesting places for Rudy to fit in. Um, I also think personally... Maybe it's Dwayne Wade's call. No, I think the issue with Gobert is as much as he's a great defensive player, he's mm-hmm. not a scorer. Yeah. And I think this is kind of where the Nets are with Aiden. It's just like, yeah, we love him as a player, but... We need more. He ain't... He, listen, he's not... Um, oh, shit. Utah's trading road. Rudy Gobert to what? Minnesota. Oh, <laughs> look at that. Holy oh, wow. Molly. And that, my friends, is breaking news. Look at that. <laughs> and that is via Woj. <laughs> Jesus. Well, forget what I was about to say. <laughs> well, I guess that's out the window. <laughs> uh, okay, instant. Well, this is fun. Instant analysis. I actually do understand this deal because apparently Minnesota is moving towns away from playing center. They want them to play more of a power forward, forward. role. So Gobert would be the, the lock Actual center. center? Yes. That's funny having a player that's taller than you play, uh, play center. <laughs> that, that's really funny. Yeah. Um, back to what I was saying, though, was I think a lot of teams didn't have as much interest in the Gobert's, in the Aitons, because they're one-dimensional players. They're right. not They're not a guy that, that can get you uh, triple doubles, right? You, you're, not, you're not talking about an Embiid. You're talking about right. a guy who's just your stereotypical... I shouldn't say stereotypical. They're a superstar positional player and that's mm-hmm. it they don't do anything else they just accelerate at getting boards you know solid defensive play and you know clearing in the the rebounds basically on the offensive side i'm i don't know what the deal is just yet yeah no i'm trying to check but Woj is not there yet i'm surprised Woj beats shams on this i've been on shams shams i'm team shams now he came out swinging <laughs> in free agency <laughs> Shams, I, you, yeah, but you're biased because Shams pops up on McAfee. So <laughs> that's true too. That's that's why you're biased, man. Let's call a spade a spade here, man. 
I think that. Oh, I think we missed this too. Derek Jones Jr. Yeah. Chicago Bulls, 6.6 for one year. Bulls are loading up too. They also got uh, DeAndre Jordan too. He's. Oh, not oh. DeAndre, excuse me, Drummond. It Drummond. was Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond. Yeah. yeah. I was like, DeAndre Jordan. No, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Drummond's over there. DeAndre Jordan went to the Nuggets. Yeah, that part. I think free agency this year, and let's go back to our free agency topic. There's, there obviously there wasn't too many impactful players, but I think there's just guys that you can solidify your depth with, and as a team who's on the cusp or maybe lost some pieces, you can at least gain some back. You know what I mean? It's all good rotational depth that you're looking at here. Or you could be like the Lakers and get younger and sign players like. Lonnie Walker. Which I really do love that song. Yeah. That, that was a great play. Because you knew you were going to lose Malik Monk. Yeah. I mean, Sacramento paid, as far as I'm concerned, way over market. Yep. Um, that doesn't surprise me, though, considering, like, well, we've seen their draft history and how close mm-hmm. they've been to, yeah. to, to landing a superstar and then being like, oh, let's just take... <laughs> let's the guy take, before him. Yeah, exactly. That. Damian Lillard? Nah, Marvin Bagley. That's what we want. <laughs> Steph Curry? Nah. Uh, Clay Talk? Ah, we're good, Clay. Like, it's... I didn't even realize that... um, And you know what? They may have have just missed on another player too, right? With Ivy. Yeah, very true. Very true. Ivy's like, I'm not going there. He flat out said, I will go to any other franchise but Sacramento. And I don't blame him because he's looking at the guard depth there and you have... You know, um, Davion Mitchell, yeah. and you have Fox, and you're just like... Well, Kevin Huer now, too, but... <laughs> yeah, and it, that was another trade that just happened, too, right? Totally missed that one until uh, I was going through our Twitter feed there, and... Speaking about trades... Yes. Celtics made a trade. Yes. Brogdon. Yes, love, love that. that love that pick. Good solidified guard depth to have him and Devin White alternate. As a rotation. As a rotation is phenomenal. Yeah. You know, that's that's a position, I think that they struggled with for a while, mm-hmm. especially if you look at the fact like, you know, the Josh Richardson's didn't work out. Marcus Smart's a great player, but we need a little bit more than what he can offer. I got the deal right now, by the way, for Gobert. Oh. Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, Walker Kessler, Jared Vanderbilt, and multiple first-round picks for Gobert. Gobert, Cat, and Ant. That's going to be nice. And D'Angelo yeah. Russell's still there too, right? Uh, there's some rumblings that maybe yeah, he's on the move. But for now, let's just let's just say no. Yeah, that's a pretty solid. That's a pretty solid team. Yeah, I personally though that <laughs> that's a big haul though for yeah <laughs> for Utah. Yeah, and they need that too though because they're clearly not getting enough out of Mike Conley or Donovan Mitchell. So nope. And they've clearly made their choice in in. What they're probably going to do and who they're going to keep. So unless Donovan's actually like I'm re- like done done with y'all, which is a possibility too. Maybe we're not talking about that. Uh, sorry, back to Brogdon though. Yeah. I love that pick pick up. Like you said, I, I think he fits in really well. Uh, Problem with Brogdon is just he can't stay healthy. But we've also been in short seasons. There's been yeah. a lot of issues. Like I'm more confident in him staying healthy and him coming back to being somewhat of the player he used to be versus, ooh, I don't know, say Russell Westbrook yep. or one of those players. For full for full details of the package, though, so Boston gets Brockton, mm-hmm. the Pacers get Daniel Theis, Aaron Nesmith, Malik Fitz, Nick Stauskas, Juan Morgan, and a 2023 first-round pick. I mean, you guys aren't losing. 
you can. Make I didn't it up. even realize Nick Stauskas was on her roster. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, based off of that though, like who do you see really being a, a major loss there? Like maybe Thice. Thice, I, mean, I would say like, we we let him walk before we end up back with him. So and not only that too, like you have Williams. Yeah, now. exactly. So I don't think that's really a, a trade off there. Nice, like Nesmith. Yeah, good kid, but. Uh. So so, I think a rotational player. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not even maybe even a, you'd say probably just solid bench uh, bench bench that. Yeah. All right. Keep going through this. Also, just because we were on the Celtics, uh, apparently Danilo Gallinari plans to join the Celtics, and I think that could have also forced them to give up a little bit more. more. So that they can at least uh, um, add one bench player that they know that they can. By the way, if he goes there, who? In my opinion, Doka's had enough, man. He wants the shooters out. Yeah, and not only that too. Like my opinion, you guys just got a lot stronger. Yeah, I, I concur. I think as an overall rounded out team, you guys are a lot better. I concur. I concur with that for sure. For sure. For sure. What's going on with Al? Is he sticking around for one more year? As far as I know. Yeah. It, it could happen. He's actually he's like our age. He's like thirty five. Well, my age, not yours. <laughs> <laughs> we'll clip this. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. I'm cool with age. It's just to be celebrated. But I, I think Al probably sticks around a little one more season because I still think he played at a high level. High level. Yeah. High level. To be honest, I feel like he kind of reinvented himself when he went back to Boston mm. this yeah. time. Yeah. Right. Just some coaching. Clearly clicked. And, you know, the Celtics had a really rough start to the season. And people wrote them off. Like, we even wrote them off here. Mm-hmm. And to turn around and then to be like, hey, we're going to add these depth pieces. Not just these household names. But we're going to add actual depth pieces to mm-hmm. contribute to the roster. Yeah. It was a weird start to the season, though, this year. Like, I mean, remember we were saying, like... The Cavs are number one. <laughs> the Cavs are number one for a long time. Uh, the Knicks started hot, too, as mm-hmm. well. Charles... Yeah, the Bulls and Charlotte. I forgot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's another team too that I'm just kind of waiting to see what they do. I feel like they're kind of at a weird spot where they want to take the, they want to take the leap. They want to become like the next. I, I don't. Uh, I wouldn't say contender, but position themselves maybe into that like six to eight role in the East. Right. And I just don't feel like they've done anything at least in free agency so far. Maybe maybe there's something coming. Maybe there's a trade. The other thing too is Beasley, right? Yeah. Well, they signed... Oh, no, wait, sorry. Not Beasley, excuse me. Was it Beasley? No, I was thinking Bradley Beal had mixed. Yeah. No, I'm talking about... Um, uh, yeah, it was Malik. Wasn't it Malik? Malik Beasley. Was it Malik Beasley? I always get them mixed up. No, not Malik no. Beasley. Oh, wait, from Charlotte? Yeah. Um, not Beasley. It's a... We, homeboy who's getting the... Bridges. Bridges. Miles Bridges. Miles Bridges. That's what Sorry, I'm Sorry, yeah. it's Mikael Bridges that I was I know. Yeah, I always I, screw them time, up too. Every time. Every Those time. three. All three of them. Always get them confused. Yes, Miles Bridges, but we'll see what happens with that too considering his pending arrest that just happened. So. Yeah, and I saw the pictures and that did not look good. Yeah, so... Yeah. They're going to have to assess that. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ, man. Yeah, and that's a, that's a big blow to that franchise because they look like they... Just look, starting to get it right. Yeah, they look like they're starting to have those the right pieces in place. I'm also wondering what's going to happen with Gordon Hayward, but that's a story for another day. Yeah. All right, so Twin Cities get their Twin Towers. Third, Good for them. Hey, there it is. Yeah. 
Uh, we continue along. We got Lou, Lou Dort, who got 75 mil. Got a big bag from OKC. Five years. OKC hasn't paid anybody. 87.5, sorry, not 70 mil. <laughs> OKC hasn't really paid anybody, so they needed to do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not like they don't have the cap space or anything. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Yeah, that's pretty much where I got on. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, it's been interesting so far, the NBA offseason. What a day it's been. Two days, really, with the rumors. Sorry. Ever, not, since, ever since John Wall said, yo. We're not even done yet. I know. We're not we're still, even done yet. We have the KD Kyrie saga still to go on. What if things fall apart with James Harden and Philly and they can't get a deal done? True. Hey, the, oh. Speaking of, you were talking about Bradley Beal. Yes. What if Katie goes back to Washington? Ooh. I feel bad for both of them. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for both Change of them. Change the name to the Washington Bullets? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Better get Gilbert Arenas back in there. <laughs> oh, shots fired. Pun intended. <laughs> But Agent Zero. Agent Zero, man. Got me uh, got me bring guns to work, Gilbert Arenas, <laughs> that whole line. One of the coldest pictures, though, is when he sunk that shot, turned around, yeah. had his back. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we have that. We have... You know what I think we have? What's that? I think we have some NFL talk. Yeah, I think you're right. Where are we, where are we going from here? Where? Gronk, retirement... I think Gronk is retired for the offseason. I, I was going to say. Retired. He's retired from training camp. I was just about to tell you, catch your fade. Does he, he come he, back he, this he, year? He's coming back. He's just <laughs> retired for the first four games of the season. Let's let's be real here. Yeah. Tom's not, he's not going to let Tom go out there like that. No, no chance. I think he's coming back too. I, unless, unless they make a steal of a splash at tight end. Oh, what if... No, that's the problem. They lost to O.J. Howard. I know, but st- stay with me here. So they lost to O.J. Howard. Mm-hmm. You have Cameron Brady. Okay. What if they make a run at Dalton Schultz? Because he's in right now uh, negotiation hell with the Cowboys. Mm. And they're not even close, according to his agent. So Would you let him go there, though, being in the same... They're not playing him this year. Yeah, but you might have to play him in the playoffs. You think Dallas is going to be in the playoffs? <laughs> I knew, I knew that was I Mike McCarthy's going to lead him there. <laughs> I think Mike McCarthy might get them there. I just don't think he's going to win in the playoffs. <laughs> I said it, I've said it multiple times. Mike McCarthy's going to Mike McCarthy, McCarthy man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's it. No, okay, that, I am staying with you on this one. That's okay. a good scenario. That would that could work. I could also see them taking a flyer on somebody that we're not talking about. I better check out the time market that's left. There's not much. It's pretty much skin and bones. But what I'm wondering is maybe, just maybe, there's a guy where another tight end comes in, maybe a rookie or something like that, and kind of oversees him. Jared Cook, Jimmy G, Kyle Rudolph, Darren Fells, all, all not Cook, bad. Cook would be the guy that I would. Charles Clay. Mm, yeah. I, I still think Cook would be the guy, though, yeah. if anything. I, I agree with you. You know what, though? Don't put it past Brady to find some diamond in the rough tight end to throw to. What if, what if they actually did the Bucks draft two or three guys? Actually, I think they drafted two tight ends, if I'm not mistaken, or one this year. I know Baltimore drafted two. Uh, yeah, they grabbed Cade Otten with the 106 pick and then Cole Keeft with 
in round six with a 217th pick. Yeah. So Cade Auden, that's the guy I, I think we should kind of keep an eye on right now. He's a 6'5", 247 pounds. The guy, I remember reading that this guy was one of the potential late round steals. Oh, really? Yes. So let's just keep an eye on him. Getting him in the fourth is a good is a good reach then. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. At tight ends, you can always you can kind of grab them anywhere. Really, <laughs> who's the top four tight ends in the league right now? Top four? Yeah. So one has got to be Kelsey. Yeah. We, the, let's hands down. It's, it's got to be Travis Kelsey. Two, I would say Waller. Okay. Three, Kittle. Yeah. And then four. Or, see, this is where I find there's a bit of a... I wouldn't say a drop-off, but I'd maybe see TJ. Okay. I, I had a different answer than that. Who I was going to go with uh, Mark Andrews. Yeah, Andrews too is also great. And, and Andrews is good. Who, yeah. By the way, I'm hearing more and more that Trey Lance looks... Legit? Very good. Apparently, he knows the playbook a lot better. Good. And That's going to make Kyle happy. Uh, apparently, he's taking a little bit more of a leadership role. So, this could be noise. I don't know. But the vibe that we're getting out of the Bay Area is that, look out, we might see a bit of a breakout performance. So, Jimmy's days are actually numbered. I think could J- be. Yeah. I don't... Honestly, I think the worst thing that happened to him was getting the surgery. Mm. I know he needed to do it, but... It kind of put him into a corner where when all the chips and all the dominoes for quarterbacks were falling, yeah. he was kind of on the sidelines. True. Which Very true. You could kind of say that's been his career. Yeah. On the sidelines. Uh, yes, basically. <laughs> you, were, you were, well, listen, I don't know exactly what it came from. I didn't get a chance to go into the uh, I Am Athlete episode, but uh, Edelman was apparently yes. talking about Martellus Bennett's comments on Jimmy G. And he pretty much reiterated yeah. the same. He's like, I see what he could say that. <laughs> yeah. And that was basically saying that he's a, a backup. <laughs> a backup. A backup. You, 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 you. Systematic quarterback. You're, you're only here because of Kyle. Yeah. So, yeah, that, I think that's how I would rank it. I went with TJ, though, just because I also felt that as the season went on last year, he developed more of a rapport with, with Goff. And there's not too many targets out there. Mm-hmm. Might change with Williams right. now in, in the mix, but we'll see what happens. McCoy. Huh? Terry? Yeah. Wow. Good for him. <laughs> Seven, 71 for three. Think that the issues that he's going to face aren't actually his own issues? No. <laughs> no. I think he's going to be making a lot of catches that are outside of his radius, if you know what I mean. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> Do I ever? Do, hey, oh, hey. Any, hey. If anybody, anybody would know, it's both of us. I love that we can relate to this now. <laughs> Oh, you sharing my pain, Zach? Oh, I did it for one season. I don't know how you did it for as long as you did. What, four years? Jesus. Um, Terry McLaurin, three years, 71 million extension. <laughs> that also brings to question, what is DK Metcalf and Debo Samuel's bag going to look like? But hey, we have to wait for those answers, especially because we if don't you, know who Seattle's quarterback is. <laughs> if you had to take a bet right now between the two of them, who signs first, who do you go with? Oh, DK. Me too. I think that's... The more comfortable one, uh, especially because you have to remember, Debo Samuel has not taken out his trade request yet. It's, no. it's still pending and it's still there. So no. Do you think they do a one-year deal with Debo? No, no. 
I don't think Debo's. I don't think that's what Debo's going to want because he's going to be like, "What we're going to do with one year extension?" Yeah, well, because I was wondering, is a one year do it this year and then you walk type of deal? Mm, I don't. I don't. I don't see that don't necessarily see that happening. No. I, I think. I don't know who I see, and even the fit for where Debo's going to go is like, like where would you put him? Indy. And no, I'm, not, I'm actually not being biased okay, here. Okay. That's actually would be one place that I can actually see him going. There, first of all, there's a history between the two teams in terms of making trades. Fair. The Buckner deal. Do you have a situation where, it, while it is a run-first offense, you, there is a bit of an, a lacking need for another big weapon yeah. on the receiving end of the ball? So, yeah, I, I could see him going there in New England. Yeah, because they could use an upgrade over Devontae Parker. Mm-hmm. Even though they just got Devontae Parker. <laughs> but again, though, like, if you're him, do you really want to go to the AFC where it's already locked and loaded? And <laughs> You might not have a choice, though. And New England, not for nothing. I would, st- honestly, if I'm him, stay in, I'd stay in San Francisco as much yeah, as Yeah, because Kyle Shanahan's going to scheme you up right. One, that's not, yes. to, not, not to shit on his... Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Sorry, not to backtrack too far. The Jazz got three unprotected first-round picks. Well, that's a huge haul. Good for Utah. <laughs> yeah, man. Holy shit. Which now I'm starting to wonder if Utah's got something else up their sleeve. They're pocket aces. Uh, we're going to wait and see. But yeah. Or they're rebuilding, like you said. I, I think the issue, you're, well, one, like you were saying about Debo, mm-hmm. staying in San Francisco is great. But I think the other issue is if we talked about a team like New England, do you really want Matt Patricia to be your offensive coordinator? Because that's what that's shaping up to look like. Is it? Re- yeah. They did not hire one, eh? No. That's bad. <laughs> That's bad. I'm not... How, how do you want Matt Jones to thrive in an offense? Who? <laughs> Matt Jones. <laughs> um, how do you want Matt Jones to thrive in an offense if Matt Jones doesn't even know what the offensive coordinator is right yeah, now and what that, that's supposed to look like? And then you have to rely on teams, players like... That's a messy situation. Nelson Aguilar. Yeah. Not to shit on Nelly, but hey, Nelly, you've been kind of streaky. Cleveland? No, they gave up too, too much already for Amari yeah. and Deshaun. Yeah. What about Pittsburgh? I thought about, I thought about Pittsburgh, but you they have Claypool, they have okay. uh, Deontay. Like true. I mean, it makes sense, but at the same time, too, I just think from an organizational standpoint, they want to kind of get a little younger. And well, Debo is young too. That's a, uh, that is true. I just don't see Pittsburgh as a place that pays guys. Though, I don't see him especially in, for, as a weapon. Fair. I don't see him in the NFC South. None of those teams really need him, and no. That's it. I, I, honestly, I really do feel like the best fit for him is staying in San Fran. Yeah, that's that's about it. Or the Jets. Him and Garrett Wilson would be a nice combo. And and TJ Osama. Yeah, and you also have the other kid too that they had last year. TJ Osama, sorry. Yeah. Uzma, sorry. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> I'm going to let you pass because I can't pronounce the guy's name either. <laughs> they also have the other kid too, that they had, uh, the, the receiver from last year. And everybody's like, who is this kid? Where did he come Elijah from? Elijah Moore. That's it. Yeah, I didn't even just, uh, look it up. I had him in fantasy. And towards the, actually towards the second half of the season, he was, especially the last like four or five games, he was, I think, one of the better fantasy wide receivers. Yeah. I think he was in the top 10, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. So there's, there's another guy too. I would imagine that one of those young guys would have to go the other way mm-hmm. in a trade. Absolutely. But you're getting Debo Samuel. <laughs> like, let's be honest. You're getting a swift, a swift army. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think the swift thing that's going to become 
Yeah, I didn't want to correct you. Yeah, okay. I didn't let that slide. Yeah, Swiss Army knife. I'll correct myself on that one. I think the other issue is, like, yes, you're going to get this talent, but he's also made it very clear, I don't want to be used as a running back. So, Which, to me... A lot of jet sweeps. <laughs> no, I know that. But to me, as, a, as an organization who's getting a player like that, and you've seen him have success like that, and now he's telling you, I don't want to do that. I want to be an outside or, or just a receiver in general, um, which is fine. It, it, that's okay. Mm-hmm. But there's a little bit of a, I would say there's probably a little bit of a hesitation of like, well, I've never seen you do that 16 games. Right. Straight. Right. We've, 17. No. Now, yes. But I, I'm back, talking back before. Right? Yes. Yeah. That's, I don't know. Tough stuff. Uh, that's a tough one. All right, uh, what else we got here? I think we have one more little topic here. Miles Sanders. <laughs> oh, boy. Let's go, Miles. Chase, fill us in on the Miles Sanders situation. Um, so, Miles Sanders did an interview with John Clark via NBC. And I have never been more terrified to hear <laughs> these words again in my life where somebody compares us to an all-star team or a dream team or so on and so forth. Do you always- just get Vince Young... Like flashbacks? I, that and the first thing that pops into my mind is the Eagle signing Namdi Asamoah to <laughs> that, that deal. That deal. Yeah. That did not pan out at, well at all. Uh, Was that just a scheme fit issue? I It could be a scheme fit. It could have been a fall off. It could have been help from the secondary. Because I, I feel like after he even left Philly, like he had a little bit of a stint where he kind of started to get back. Yeah, back on the Niners. And then that was it. And that was over. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That, that always kind of scares me. I read you read to you a stat that I got from Mina Kimes <laughs> where last year Miles Sanders was projected to get yep. 5.13 yards per carry just because of the offensive line and Jalen Hurts' presence. Obviously, neither of those things happened. Uh, and then to really double down on it and to show you he doesn't give a damn, don't pick me in fantasy. I think that... I think what he means by that, though, is I feel like he, he's trying to say like it's going to be a collaboration. Like I don't think one player is going to stand out. I think they're going to just ride the hot hand, right? Well, there's that, and then there's the other th- aspect of what he said, which was... We got three good running backs now. Yeah, that's true. Like I, I, I love Miles as a, as a yeah. running back. I do. I really think he's a good running back. I understand that as he came up in the league, or in, even in college, like... He didn't get that much time to shine because he was right behind Saquon Barkley. But that doesn't elude what he has done and what he can do. Mm -hmm. I think the thing that scares me is when he says things like, yeah, I need to be better, but I need the opportunities to be better because that's a direct quote too. Mm -hmm. So, because, and, and reliving that season last year a little bit, you know, Miles Sanders in those first couple of games was very, very underused. Mm -hmm. It was, Issues with the catching, maybe that was ball delivery from Jalen Hurts, but he he was just an underutilized tool. Yeah, I mean, it felt like he was like a pawn sometimes yeah. in some games. Yeah, right where you just they trot him out there, and you expect them to run two well, or at least give the ball mm-hmm. to Sanders, and then it was maybe a Hurts you know bootleg or yeah. a sweep or there was always something going on. I, re- I remember I think it was game two or yeah it was probably game two where he carried the ball three times yeah even the game against the Cowboys that we yeah, yeah we that we watched, watched together yeah like I know it was a blowout but at the same time too before it even got to that point the first couple of series like I, I think 
you and I were saying, we're like, why aren't they giving the ball to Sanders a little bit yeah. more? Who knows, though? It could have been just dealing with an injury. or I don't know. Well, that was also the scheme fit because Sirianni was trying to force a throwing offense, I think. Yeah. And even to the point where he was like, Jalen, you call the plays of the line, then he had to take that away. Hmm. Then you add in the fact that Jalen can run too, which mm-hmm. great, great utilization of a weapon, but it's just like you need to use your tools around you. There's a reason why Miles yeah. Sanders is out there as RB1 at that time. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, the way I, but again, the way I interpreted that comment was more of just like, it's going to be a committee. I think there's not going to be really one guy who stands out. I think they're going to try to spread the ball around as much as possible. Don't forget, you get two dynamic yeah. wide receivers. Yep. Yeah. Dynamic. Yeah. Um, that receiving core is nice. Very nice. Very nice. And I mean, Goddard, yeah, that's the other thing. Two people are sleeping on Goddard. I, I, it's really funny. Everybody keeps talking about AJ Brown and uh, Devonte Smith. Devonte Smith, but nobody's really talking about the impact that Goddard could have on this offense. Like you're talking about a guy who, when the, when they get close to the end zone, I mean everybody's going to double team AJ, probably, or they're probably going to play AJ just mm-hmm. because of the body says. And Dallas is going to just walk right in. Yeah, and if he doesn't, and they go into Dallas, and Devonte is going to be wide open on the outside by himself. True. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe a, maybe maybe a big fantasy sleeper this year is Quez Watkins though. As well, yeah, as a th- as the third option, yeah, yeah for sure. Because there's definitely going to be some games where you know there's a bit of a matchup nightmare. Maybe one of them isn't getting going. Well, you know, Quez can yeah. he, he, he and can he's also the field man. He's also proven too that he's he can show his speed. He's yeah. a bit of a burner too, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And this is really early to get into our. That's okay. That's but, okay. But listen, no, 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 because I want to. I want to make sure that we save a lot of this for when we actually get into our uh, NFL breakdowns, and we actually could probably start that soon because like. Oh, we are going to be starting that soon, as well as our quarterback. Yeah, rankings. Restaurant. Oh yes, we should. When are we doing that? I want to. I want to do that sooner than later. Let's do it next week. Okay, let's do it. Quarterbacks is fast food restaurants. That's that's what's coming next. I love it. And don't forget, tight ends is beers. That's the that's gonna be the one. That's gonna be a good one. What, 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 what about wide receivers? What did we say? I think we went with movies. Like if you have to describe a movie, to describe a like wide it. receiver. I like it. Okay, so let's do. We're gonna do quarterbacks, wide receivers. Then we're gonna finish with the tight ends. Okay. All right. Deal. And we also have some stuff to uh, break down the divisions. Yeah. Yeah. Gonna be an action podcast. For All this. right. Should we get some host guests on on this? Because I we, think we might I, need I think, to. I think this that would make this more special. I think. Ooh. Getting, getting, ooh, ooh. While you said that, I'd like to also give a shout out to Robbie for filling in while I was MIA with my voice. Well, sorry, my voice was MIA. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, Robbie's going to be a reoccurring guest for sure. Uh, Sean, too. We're yeah. going we're, we're to get those two back on. Uh, we also have a, a couple of friends in the tuck there. Yeah, we also have a, a lost pod that I think yeah. one of the guests needs to yeah. come back on and redeem. Ju- just, Justin McWilliams, a.k.a. Five Feet Deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we're 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 gonna have a couple of friends pop, come in and talk about their divisions and stuff respectfully. Hey. I don't think we can have Robbie and Justin on the same pod though, because or <laughs> the Bengals, the Bengals, Baltimore beef reunited. You get Kyle, you got a Steelers. There we go. There we, oh, we, oh, now we just come full circle. Now we just come full oh, circle. We got, we got a Browns fan too. We do. Kyle Keatsy. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Well, maybe anyway, we'll take we'll, we'll let we'll let them talk and take care over the pod for a yeah, exactly. Fight, yo! I can't, and you know what the worst part is? It's um, poor Kyle, man. 
because he's got to worry about Kenny Pickett's small hands <laughs> or Mitchell Trubisky actually being the man from the bench. <laughs> I think the Steelers are going to be fine. Honestly, do. Tom- Tomlin always finds a way. Yeah, that's why. We can actually, you know what? Hey, let's confirm. Zach, do you want to get into the AFC South next week? We can do it. Okay. We can do it. Let's go. I like that. You heard it here first, guys. <laughs> just one last thing before we end this podcast. Yes, I'm very curious about that alert that just came to you. Yeah, apparently Utah has interest in exploring a trade for DeAndre Ayton. Oh, geez. That would actually make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And then Donovan Mitchell fights him. <laughs> <laughs> and with that being said, this is the Two Point Culture Podcast, and we are out. Deuces. <laughs>